All right, I believe we are live. We'll do a check. But I think the big dog has got a straight clip rock. Mike Mullis in the Pirate Radio Studios. I'm just back from Town Bank Tower where the Pirate baseball team found out their fate and what a fate it is. Uh, Mike Mullis was about to cut some grass but had a great idea. You know, we should be here. We should be talking about this. This is a, a pretty darn big deal. And I said, all right, Mully, meet me at the studio. Let's knock it out. And here you are, Mully. Uh, thanks for the great idea. And uh, and how you doing, man? Yeah, good. Everything's good. I, it was so funny. Um, obviously, uh, I'm you know probably more locked in than than most folks. But as I'm watching it, um, my phone is just blowing up. People text me, "What do you think about this? What do you think about that?" I was like, you know, that's when I shot you the text. But anyway, yeah, I um, man, I, I th- this is uh, the, we set it off there. This is a, like a Disney worthy kind of scenario um to see the pirates get an eight seed to see them i mean let's go back to see them hosting uh at one point we were hoping that they got in as an at-large as an at-large and and it looked like some projections had them as a three going to uva uh my my how the times have changed now oh we had that discussion because years ago we were at three in charlottesville and won it and we were hey we've done that before that's right and then we kind of locked ourselves into a two right and then a host, and then today, I mean, while they're announcing the top eight, I go, who follows this closer than just about yeah. anybody, like he's chatting me up, like he's not thinking there's a chance we're a top eight. And and I was kind of on the in the same ballpark with him, and we both kind of looked, and, and we're all looking. And even Cliff Godwin said he had his brain had to make sure he was seeing what he thought was to be true, which is East Carolina, a top eight national seed. Well, and I would have thought, you know, and I, not not my faults alone, but but what was out there was uh, as a 12 or 13 if it was a host uh, situation. So to get to an eight seed is, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like it. And I'm going to tell you, um, everything happened the way it had to happen uh, for the Pirates to, to be in this position. In other words, yes, they took care of their business, but there were some – uh, really fortunate losses by other teams that allowed this to happen. And when I say fortunate from the standpoint of, you know, pirate baseball, but, uh, there were a lot of things that happened ahead of them that allowed this to, to, to come to pass. Just yesterday, right? I think there was an SEC result that might have helped East Carolina. And I believe, uh, was it te- what Big 12 result as well? Everything kind of fell into place for the Pirates as they were winning 18 in a row. And you look at the ACC, a team like Notre Dame, who is two thirds of the year, forecasted the host and then you had uva forecasted those well they stumble in the conference tournament then you have carolina state match off uh in the championship carolina playing as well as they did helped east carolina uh you know and, and they very similarly uh those two teams came down the stretch i mean it was a kentucky derby finish with both of them going neck and neck and uh as far as wins and i mean it just it's 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 incredible to see and uh, we talked about it a little bit too i Obviously, there's no state in the field, uh, which is uh, kind of an, an interesting turn of events as well. Yeah, you had it was a, kind of a funny moment. The, the players were, were shocked that state didn't get in. We're right there beside them, and one of the ECU players looked at the first four out and saw Old Dominion, NC State, who was the first team, the top team on that list, and said, "We're zero and four against those teams this year." Right, and we're and we're number eight. North Carolina goes what two and one against ECU this year. Mm-hmm. And ECU gets a better seed than North Carolina. Look, a week a week ago, as East Carolina was looking like they may host, the number two coming in here was going to be State. And then there was a number two coming in here was going to be Carolina. So they went the opposite route Correct. of ECU throughout the whole thing. And, and, and it's just, 
it's it's pretty shocking. I'm still shocked. Well, you think about all the teams of the past, and uh, Big Dog Glenn uh, was talking about what year, Glenn, 2019, yeah. uh, where Cliff was upset. Uh, his team was not a top eight national seed. Was that the year they got sent to Louisville? I guess I think that's right. And uh, and and you know, was it was this uh, a makeup call? I don't know about that. But all these teams and all these great players East Carolina's had, and this is the team that gets that top eight national seed. It's crazy. Well, and what you cannot deny is the body of work. And so as we, I mean, as the schedule came out, and I think you and I talked about it when the schedule was first published, we're like, man, this is kind of a tough road to hoe here. And this, but this is why Cliff has done this. He, yeah, it you paid know, off. He he wants his guys to play the best. He wants them to understand how to compete against the best. Uh, the conference. Uh, was not what it has been historically, but the non-conference kind of propped that up. I remember standing, uh, talking to Cliff and, and Jeff, uh, prior to the, uh, LeClaire Classic and, you know, and, and they were fretting at that point, you know, but that to me was a big turning point for them. Some big wins, uh, against Michigan and, uh, what Maryland in that. So, yeah, I mean, Maryland turned yeah, out to be a Maryland, really big win. Maryland's hosting. Uh, Maryland had 125 home runs this year. I saw that today. I was like, man, that's, that's, that's banging it. But I, um, I mean, the turnaround is is um, is something of legend. I mean, it really is. Uh, I mean, it's if Cliff Godwin's not the coach of the year, I mean, I don't know who you give it to. Uh, and I mean, the national coach of the year, I don't know who you give it to. I, and you know, when they're doing this, like I was riding over thinking, you know, this pitching staff is set up perfect for tournament play. Because almost because you don't have defined roles, guys are just ready to go at any yeah any any minute yeah any any guy could start any game. Cliff even said he was happy about that at the press conference because now we can't you know every time you get to a regional like where do you save your age yeah there, for... there's no there's no worry about that <laughs> yeah yeah and quite frankly you may see the same guys go game one as go game two right because you win game one you got a I mean all these things. Uh, man, it's just really worked out well. We, you know, also we felt like when the Pirates were struggling, especially especially offensively, we were like, man, they just need a guy. Like somebody needs to step up. They they're waiting on somebody to follow. Yeah, they're waiting on Connor Dorby or they're waiting on Francisco or Packard or Burleson or however far back you want to go. Well, then all of a sudden, you know, Hoover was kind of he was being that guy, but he's kind of quietly that guy, right? He's not banging balls off the wall, hitting balls out of the yeah. park. Well, then you see. Uh, Agnos and you, you see Bryson and it, I mean Bryson well, for G- a period was that guy that you you were talking about. Yeah, and, I mean, it, and we felt like that even before they they kind of accepted those roles, we felt like those were the guys that had to lead this team, and that's what what we've seen happen. And then you, you know, Jenkins Coward and and, and I mean and, and Makarovich, all of a sudden this lineup feels like the Bronx Bombers. I mean, it feels like. They're pretty offensive, top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, Ben Newton. Think about the yeah. turnaround Ben Newton had. Yeah. He was hitting like a buck ninety. Now, I don't know where he's at right now, but I know he's had some extremely quality at bats and has had some clutch hits. But I mean, it's it's really impressive what's going on over there. You can chime in with us here on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And uh, Steve on YouTube says the number eight team found players stranded in Charlotte last night needs to be fixed. That speaks group of five. I uh, said it should never happen. I was told that uh, the reason that they couldn't get the short flight from Charlotte to Raleigh is because they didn't have a co-pilot. So they ended up having to take, like, three vehicles back to Greenville. Like, So they went on three different groups almost, and 
Uh, a couple of them had pretty easy travel, and the other got in about 5 a.m. this morning, so it was pretty rough. A little bit. And all that stuff's part of the stories. <laughs> it those is. Dudes, it adds dudes, to the 30 yeah, for 30. And, and those dudes will tell these stories from now on. Man, you remember when this happened? And I mean, you, and, and I know Cliff, you know, I'm sure he was fired up. Uh, but at some point he's like, boys, we, you know, we've been facing adversity. This is just, oh, he likes thing. it. He eats yeah. it for breakfast. Yeah. It is, it is one more log for the fire. Uh, you can chime in with your thoughts. Uh, Jonathan says the 18 game win streak was a huge factor. Oh, if they slip up on one of, if they lose one of those, they're not a top eight. So, I mean, no, it's, they needed every last one of them. They, and it's like I said, you cannot, the, the body of work is undeniable. The way they took care of business is undeniable. The way the baseball gods uh, deem to let a lot of other things happen around them is incredible. So, I mean, I, you know. And, and so the number one question, the question I've been asked already, so what do you think about our bracket? Yeah. And, and you know, and so I, I had a, a buddy text me. He says, you know, uh, w- w- what about Coastal? And I said, well, you know, Coastal's a, a quality baseball team and kind of blah. He said, well, they seem like they would be kind of maybe a sneaky under the radar. Well, first off, Around here, because we've uh, likened ourselves so much to the fact that Coastal could win the World Series, so I think the East Carolina fan base is uber aware of what Coastal does. Mm-hmm. Well, Coastal, um, anybody at this point can get hot and do anything. I think we get a little bit of a a gift, if you will, opening with Coppin State, a team that has a losing record overall. They are uh, they were three or four games up in the conference, which they're in the in the MEAC conference, which is not exactly the greatest baseball conference in the world. Uh, I think uh, Coastal Carolina is is kind of Jekyll and Hyde-ish. Uh, I know that uh, speaking with uh, a, 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 a guy from another team that played against them and had great success against them, he's like, well, you know, they they were okay. They're, they're, it's not a, um, but we we saw a kind of an okay Coastal team do this when they went on the run. So Virginia is the team Virginia that is yeah. Um seven days ago, ten days ago, we thought we might be going there. Hundred percent. So they're they're a good that, that, team. I mean and it's it's UVA. And I think, you know, obviously it brings Kevin McMullen back to town. Uh, I think that also kinda adds to the story. You know, Coach McMullen coached uh Coach Godwin with Coach Claire. So I mean all these things are Always the the kind of interesting things that happen. They'll be asked about ECU beating them in the Charlottesville Regional yep. years ago, and uh, that coaching staff uh, is still the same, right? But so the pitching, dad, the pitching guys changed. But okay. but what you know, what we have to be aware of is that you know when we went up there as the three seed and won that, the wild card factor there was William and Mary beat UVA twice, and we played William and Mary for the championship right. with a loss to give. Yeah, so. Say you know, I say that to say, uh, don't overlook a, a, a Coppin State. Don't overlook any. It look if they're still alive at this point, they have a chance to beat you. I can just about promise you, Coppin State's going to roll out a number one arm that's going to be pretty decent. I mean, they wouldn't be in this position without that. So that's who you know. That's who the Pirates have to open up with. They have to uh, be ready, and and you know they will be. I, I think it's also interesting that. that Probably the information from a scouting report standpoint that comes out of the MEAC is probably going to be a lot more vague than it would be if it was coming out of the. As far as us getting info on them, we, I think the info that we can. So if I wanted to, if I wanted to watch uh, UVA play, I could go ESPN, there, there, ESPN Plus, Plus and there's you know every game is archives. Yeah, 
Um, I don't know that that's going to be the same possibility for a Coppin State. And if it is, it's probably not going to be quite the camera work that you would expect in a UVA game. But So the information we may be able to get out of that uh, as far as the coaches getting advance work may not be quite what they could get elsewhere, but, but quite frankly, neither is the talent level of that team as we're comparing it to a UVA. Pirate Al says, every domino fell perfectly. I've been watching Pirate Baseball 40 years. It's the best defensive team we've had from top to bottom. He says that gets overlooked sometimes. The defense was on display all week in Florida. Sports Center top 10. Three had times. On. Yeah, at least, yeah. Three times. And the, the spit, the Zach Agnos play was awesome where he makes the tag spins, throws to, uh, Ben Newton for the double well, play. The Jenkins Coward catch. Yeah. Obviously, what, you know, what, what Bryson did. <laughs> he, uh, J- I asked Jacob Jenkins Coward about the spike and he says Ben, uh, Terwilliger did it earlier this season after a win and he said it looked cool and he thought he'd do it. And then he says now on replay, it looks like I just mistakenly threw the ball into the ground. It didn't look as cool as he thought it did, but you know, he's showing some emotion out there, having fun. And, uh, it was, uh, what a weekend, uh, in Florida, Mully, as the Pirates once again trailed in, what, two of those four wins at I, least. I mean, go figure. Yeah, yeah. And, and you go back into the regular season, uh, I think I would guess over the last 10 games, we probably trailed in five of them. I mean, I don't know that to be a fact, but I know that's a, it's a large, but it's a, at least half of them. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, um, again, what they've done, man, is just, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, and that goes back to, to, to conversations that have been had as well before where, the fan base here just kind of expects um, regionals and expects that we're going to host and expect. Folks, if if you've not taken a chance to really drink one in and appreciate how special something is, this is this is like as as amazing as it gets. Anything that I've seen in my sporting life, what they've done from a turnaround standpoint to get to where they are is 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 nearly indescribable, and we joke about it being a. A thirty for thirty or a Disney worthy deal, man. At some point, and look, if 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 we need to do it, we'll put it together. A documentary <laughs> needs to be done yeah. on what happened here this year. I guess as if they get to Omaha, he's writing a book. Um, hey, Cliff is still getting on me about not believing on the team in the team, and we'll have uh, interviews out later today. You'll hear the press conferences with Cliff and a lot of the players did a one on one with Ryder Giles. He said. He and Carter Spivey were talking about it during the season, and, and uh, Ryder, now this is his story, he claims that he said, look, we could run the table here, we could still host, we could do all that, and he said that Spivey said, nah, no chance. You're talking about guys on the team, you're talking about the AAC Pitcher right, of the Year. Let, let me let me ask you this, if you asked Spivey going into the year, <laughs> yeah. would he be the AAC Pitcher of the Year? Yeah, yeah I, you know, I, I don't know that he would have been committal to that, uh, but I... I uh, no, I mean, look, it's 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 a it's a thing of legend. East Carolina, the eight seed, as we look way, way, way ahead, Mully, at who ECU is lined up with. That's Austin, important, right. and that would be the Austin Regional. The Texas Longhorns are the nine overall seed in their bracket. They have Louisiana Tech, Dallas Baptist, who you only hear about this time of year, That's right. and Air Force, uh, Air Force. So. If they match up, I asked Malcolm, uh, I was asking Malcolm and I go, so to, every time ECU gets in a super regional, other than that Texas Tech year, uh, they match up against some top end arms. And I said, does Texas have that? And Malcolm said, yeah, they got at least one, but they also have, he reminded me of that big first baseman mm-hmm. who, and I said, wait, the guy with the nickname and it's the, uh, Hispanic Titanic. Yeah. The dude that, that's a great nickname. Hit the ball 
570 some feet or whatever. So, uh, if East Carolina can get by Virginia, Coastal Carolina, Coppin State, they would be home for the winner of the Austin Regional. Man. Yeah. It's a big if, but I mean, at this point, I, the only thing that keeps coming to my mind is the movie Miracle. You know, and it's, do you believe in Miracle? I mean, just from, from what's going on, man, I, again, I, I, I continue to kind of wax poetic about it, but it's, <laughs> but if you've never been involved in anything like that where you're trying to grind through a stretch with an end goal and, I mean, it's, it's, it's balancing so many things. And I bet some of these dudes, they are so entrenched in their rituals, uh, which a lot of folks tend to call us baseball folks superstitious. Uh, but they want to continue to do the, whatever they did yesterday to have success. They want to do it again today. Um, that, uh, it's probably mind numbing. Yeah. Jonathan points out, uh, Quinnipiac knocking off East Carolina. Quinnipiac. 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 Uh, and East Carolina had to fight their, themselves out of the loser's bracket and, Come back and win that thing. Uh, Wes says, does the, I, I, I think I talked to you about this, Molly. If not, we'll bring it up now. You always hear the phrase, like, a team peaked too early. Now we're, we're towards the end of this thing. I don't know. But like, is the win streak good at this point? Do, do you need to lose one somewhere in there? No, I, look, I, is there pre- I don't think there's any more added pressure on that now because, because no, the records are kind of out that, of the window. That, that, that is the beauty of this situation is right now, man, you're 0 0. Yeah, everybody's zero and zero. You're going to line up to play, you know, a five game, a five win season to try to get if you can win straight through to get to Omaha, and then you get to Omaha and the same thing. You re slick and go, okay, let's just roll them out there and see what happens. So I mean, I think right now it's, and what I've seen with this team too is it's, um, it sometimes when you get on those hot streaks, it can be fluky, right? Like things happen that are really fluky, weird, like great bounces, ball by. There have been things that have happened, but a lot of what has happened positively have been because of the effort of the team. Right. The yeah. great defensive plays. Make the, their own look. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think this is instead of a peak, I think it's a little more of a plateau. And I think, um, you know, if they could stay there and, and sustain, man, this thing could be just crazy to watch. All right, Kyle. Uh, well, you know coaches in the community mm-hmm. and talk to folks. He says, any truth to the rumor that Gilmore from Coastal and Cliff do not get along? Or is that a bad rumor? I, you know, I, I I do not know the answer to that. I can tell you this from having been around both of them. They're very different from each other. Uh, Gilly's been there for an awful long time, and he's very old school. Not that Cliff's not old school, but there's, um, but yeah, I, I, quite frankly, and I'm, maybe I'm speaking out of school, but that, that wouldn't surprise me, but I don't know that to be a fact. ECU played in a regional at Coastal years and years ago, right? Oh. I'm trying to recall. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it would. It, I think I remember being down there. It would Conway, make sense, South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Uh, but have not seen them on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Like it would seem like that'd be a pretty good yearly matchup. So I don't know if there's anything to that or not. No. Uh, all right. If you got questions, comments, you can get them in Facebook or YouTube. We'll be here uh, another fifteen, twenty, whatever, yeah, sure. uh, as long as you want us to be here. Uh, let's look at them real quick, Molly. So the Knoxville Regional. Their number. What do you think about the teams in there? Campbell is the three there. Georgia Tech, the two. Alabama State, uh, the four seed there. I, I was nervous about Campbell being here in Greenville. I'm not going to lie. Even though East Carolina handled them during the regular season, we know how good they are. Things get chirpy. They can kind of get in the heads. There was a lot of talking going on. Let me tell you something. That Campbell-Tennessee game could be as fun to watch. They are very, very similar from the chirpiness. and the, Oh, yeah. Okay. 
the difference is Tennessee's got a little more talent. Uh, you know, Campbell kind of sputtered there early on too. Uh, but man, I, 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 if I got to pick an upset to, to, to somebody that I like that's going to go toe to toe with Tennessee, man, I really believe it's it's Campbell. I, I I think that they have done a good enough job creating their culture uh, in Bowie's Creek that they truly believe it does not matter. Molly, the uh, one seed matches up with the 16 regional. That would be Georgia Southern, the Statesboro Blues. Uh, Georgia Southern is the one. Last night, after the regional hosts were announced. The people who follow this closer than I says Notre Dame, if anybody got the snub, and they are the two there in Statesboro, Texas Tech, the three, and Billy G, Hunter Allen, UNC Greensboro, the four there at Georgia Southern. So interestingly, uh, Greg Hardison, uh, local Rose High, Gregory Hardison, Greg Hardison's son, uh, Rose High product, and in his senior year, I guess his sixth year uh, at UNC Greensboro with the COVID year, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was the last class recruited by Link Jarrett, uh, and will have a reunion with. Oh, that's right. With Link Jarrett at at Notre Dame. Uh, I, I mean, in Statesboro, as Notre Dame goes to to Georgia Southern. Also curious as to where Georgia Southern will host. Uh, I, I, maybe they're going to beef up their their you know their their home park. But I don't know if you remember watching the game there when we went to uh, Statesboro this year. Uh, the lighting was pretty brutal, and the, the you know the broadcast was awful. But uh, obviously, uh, that that broadcast will be you know ESPN exclusive. But anyway, it was um, uh, you know kind of an interesting story there. All right, ECU Texas the eight nine. We've run over. I'll run over the other ones real quick. Texas A and M is the five. They host the College Station Regional with TCU, Louisiana, Oral Roberts. Any thoughts there, Mark? Yeah, an interesting two. Jim Schlossnagel that was at TCU. Actually, Randy Macy was with uh, Schlossnagel at TCU. Uh, Schlossnagel took the job at Texas A and M. This is his first year as the head coach in A and M, and he's got his former team coming to his place to play. This always happens, and I don't follow baseball like I do basketball. This happens in the NCAA tournament where teams won't schedule each other, like Ohio State and who's the example from the state of Ohio? Maybe the Mac school there. One of them, but anyway, they'll meet them up in the NCAA tournament just to get some storylines and stuff yep. going. Looks like they do the same with baseball. Well, I, no, I, I, I think the storyline is not. I think it's how it how it kind of falls out. I think the thing that's more interesting here is that instead of them facing at a neutral site, you know, TCU's got to go to Schlossnagel's house now. You know, and he they, and he obviously knows all the kids on their roster. So, uh, just a uh, an interesting kind of. And I don't I don't know that in any other sport but college baseball do you see this as much. And I think a lot of it is these coaching trees are so closely intertwined that that the it relationships yeah, yeah the relationships are there. A lot of big names here in the Louisville regional. They're the twelve national seed: Louisville, Oregon, Michigan, Southeast Missouri State. Michigan won the Big Ten tournament, right? Yes, yeah, they, they were the five seed going in, and they, they were not really where they needed to be. Um, but they uh, got caught fire. Actually, lost a pitcher for uh, a, a, a foreign substance on his glove. Uh, he's, he, it was either Friday or Saturday's game. Uh, he gets ejected, and when he gets ejected, he knew when they came out. He gave the glove, and he just basically <laughs> he just basically walked off the mound, and Backage had to come out, whatever. But so they they overcame that adversity. I think it was against Iowa uh, to uh, to win that conference tournament. The Virginia Tech Hokies are the four seed nationally. East Carolina went there for a midweek game, lost earlier this year. East Carolina's played a lot of these teams we're talking about, yeah. by the way. Let's yeah. go back to your point. Gonzaga is the two, Columbia the three, Wright State the four, Molly. Yeah, uh, Virginia Tech, you know, we've, we've seen 
Um, we've seen Virginia Tech be really, really bad, and then they had a resurgence several years ago. I'm going to say 10, 15 years ago where they were really, really good. And then kind of fell off, and now it looks like they've got that program back in the in the obviously not it doesn't look like they've got that program back where they wanted it. Uh, so yeah, uh, it, they, they'll be that's a scrappy lot, and and they've always been scrappy. Now they're scrappy and talented. Uh, Florida, the thirteen has Oklahoma, Liberty, Central Michigan. The uh, Chippewas have awesome uniforms. Saw those; they're like mustard yellow. Get a, get a look you, at those beauties. Yeah, if you like those. Uh, and ECU and Liberty have met over the years. Mm-hmm. Hadn't seen them, I feel like, in a couple of years, but uh, got some ties there, right? Yeah, Scott Jackson that was at uh, Carolina and was at uh, UNC Wilmington. Um, you know, is the uh, the head coach there for Liberty and. Um, so yeah, and then obviously local guy, uh, uh, Trent Britt, Dalton Britt, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, Dalton Britt played, played for Liberty, so. Alright, alright, smart guy. Find the connection here in, in the Stanford Regional. Okay. Stanford, Texas State, UC Santa Barbara, Binghamton. You got nothing. Stanford and East Carolina are the only two teams <laughs> to have hosted four regionals without making it to the College World Series or something like that. I think it's just hosting four years four in a row. Years in a row. Four Whatever seasons in a row. Yeah, I did see All that. All right, we'll, we'll count that. Yeah. College Park, Maryland to 15. If you look at it, Maryland maybe East Carolina's best win this year, RPI-wise, although they kind of faded there at the end, RPI-wise. Maryland, Wake Forest, Yukon, Long Island. Talking to Malcolm Igo, those guys today, said – UConn could come out of that. Wake Forest could easily come out of that. Uh, um, Maryland could have trouble getting out of their own regional mullet. You know what? You made my wheels turn back to the Binghamton. There is a local tie there. <laughs> I challenge Mully. Catcher from Mount Olive is now a uh, assistant coach there at Binghamton. They just did or are in the process of doing a crazy stadium renovation, like $60 million bucks. That's New York. Yeah, you got to go online to look at it. It's pretty right. impressive. Anyway, where were we? I'm uh, sorry. UConn, Wake, they got a chance against Maryland. You know, wait. Yeah, I, you know, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Wake has been again kind of up and down. I can tell you that um, they are a team that can get hot. I mean, uh, you know, so yeah. I, 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 now UConn, I, you know, I don't know would be would be less exciting to me, but that, I think that's an interesting uh, matchup as well. All right, uh, the number ten is North Carolina. They got Georgia, VCU, and Hofstra. Hmm. North Carolina, after a, a down year, Mully comes back, gets the uh, number ten national seed. What do you think about the Tar Heels? And again, what's a down year? I mean, you know, they they they. How many times have we said the same thing? These teams started off early, kind of scuffling, and now they. Other, I mean, really, other than uh, Tennessee. Uh, other than, I mean, it's just a handful of teams. Oregon that, State, that right, were, teams that were there, that were good and good all year. Yeah. yeah, so you know, it, I would rather uh, I would rather have played a team that that did peak early as opposed to catching a Carolina right now when they're uh, when they're back believing. And Hattiesburg, Southern Miss is the eleven. They got LSU, Kennesaw State, Army. Yeah, LSU. You know, uh, first year. Uh, for the head coach down there, so this will be his first regional as a skipper of the uh, Tigers. Big names in Auburn. Auburn is the 14 national seed. UCLA, the two. Florida State, the three. Southeast Louisiana, who we've seen here in yeah. Greenville a few times. The Lions. That that may be the uh, the death flight there. That's a that's a pretty good. I mean, Florida State's really good, and I mean that whole deal. That's that's a tough one. Oregon State is the three. Vanderbilt is the two uh, in that regional. Florida, uh, Oregon State, the three overall. Vandy, San Diego, and New Mexico State rounding out the field of 64. Yeah. I mean, it, look, it's man, it's always so much fun, exciting again. And I think one of the things that makes it uh, 
makes it so interesting is that anybody can come out of any one of these brackets and do it in the course the default uh program we always look at is you really have two you mentioned dallas baptist uh, that, that has come out of nowhere and made noise in Omaha. And then you've got, uh, obviously the, the Chanticleers. So, uh, you know, college baseball is just a little bit of a different animal. I've got, you know, you, every team has a guy that can go out there and beat you at any time. And, uh, if your team falls asleep a little bit, it, uh, you know, it, it could be upset city. ECU does not have the top end guy this year. I don't but know. they have a bunch of guys. Uh, you know, how do you, Handicap the Pirates pitching, Molly, heading into this kind of situation. I, I mean, I, well, you know, typically when you go, like, if you're talking about quarterbacks, we you don't have, you know, oh, we got if two, you got if you got two, you don't have one, right? Right. In this situation, and look, I, I don't know if if everybody remembers this, and I know a lot of people were ready to uh, flip out, but Cliff made mention that he liked this team. He thought it was the most talented team he's ever had. He felt a, a really good about their depth, depth wise. Yeah. So, I, you know. The guy knows what he's doing, right? And he, you know, he, he, he's, he, the way he has managed this thing, uh, and, and, you know, kudos to, to Austin Knight for, uh, first year pitching coach having to manage, you know, this alongside with Cliff and, and obviously coach Palumbo and, uh, and, you know, and, and going back to what, what Al said, uh, you know, Palumbo prides himself on teaching defense. If you go to a game, uh, and you're watching pregame, uh, BP, whatever, Coach Palumbo's out there taking ground balls with the guys yeah. every game. That's what he does before he throws BP. So, and quite frankly, there's times where, uh, the first couple times, you know, cause he's a, he's kind of a slight fella. I'm like, man, who is that? That dude's got some pretty good actions. Not much arm strength anymore. He's got some pretty good actions. But anyway, he's, you know, he, he's kind of a lead by, lead by example. Jump out there and, 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 you know, roll your sleeves up and, and get in it with the guys. So, uh, I, man, from a pitching staff standpoint, I, I think that the easier question is, would it surprise you if, uh, I don't know, the, the lefty that made a couple appearances, I'm drawing a blank on his name, that's maybe got seven, eight innings this year. Uh, he had a really good midweek outing not long ago. Anyway, it's going to take somebody like that. Beaker. Beaker. Yeah, Aaron maybe, Beaker. Yeah. Okay. It's going to take a guy like that that's going to go out and eat some innings. And I, you know, a little sign of life. You got Cooch Mayer out there for yeah. what, an inning and a third. And, uh, so, you know, you start to see, I mean, you add Cooch to the fold. And you still four or five innings with a, a, a Beaker or whomever else. And the thing is, it's not like we don't know this pitching staff because we've seen them all, right? You know what I mean? It's not like sometimes you go into the postseason and there's, you know, there's that guy that's never really pitched. Well, everybody here is thrown. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I don't. I, it, it is truly Johnny Holstaff, and in this situation, Johnny Holstaff's pretty freaking good. Uh, Chad asking, do we have time for the games yet? Uh, not yet, but Cliff did say today that. He was gonna ECU was gonna play in that first game on Friday. So uh, just he, he said that playing in the second game with the weather and everything has has got him off in the past. So uh, gonna go with the early game this time around. We'll let you know when that comes out. Um, it seems to me like Cliff has done that more than just this time. I, I think he's you know I, and, and to me it's it's more manageable. Uh, because you have control over your schedule, over when you get to the ballpark, over game time. If that game before you, you're the second game of the day, that game before you goes 15 innings, now you're having to reinvent everything that you do uh, to stay into your routine. So, I mean, I, I, I like that move. All right. Uh, Molly, good stuff, man. Anything yeah. else? No, I, no, man. I, I, again, I, the, I will say it again, and I will say it until – I'm blue in the face. Folks, you need to drink in what's happened here and really kind of take a deep dive into it if you really care about it at all. 
uh, because it's um, it is it is the thing of legend, and and it will be uh, it will be something that that will not long be for you know be, be forgotten here in in Eastern North Carolina. Check out at AUPPL on Twitter. He's got the jersey breakdown of all the regionals, Molly. It's Sweet. a pretty picture. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Maybe Which ones he got up there for us? Uh, they got the white pirates yeah, up there. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite uniform? I, I, I thought, man, I think that's that's I, you know me. I'm How a, important a little, was that, Molly, when you were a, a coach and player? I, it, it was what the pitcher wanted. Okay, they got they made the call. Yeah. Uh, what happened to Harold yesterday? Boy, he spit the bit. Man, did you see it or you were you asking because you I was saw running? It? I, I saw it when he was tied for the lead. I, I ran errands, uh, went to the grocery store, made a couple other stops, got home. He was not on the leaderboard, and I'm like, okay, well, where'd he go? And so he basically went, I think, from ten under to three. Yeah, under. He ended up even. He shot forty-five on the back. He went triple, double, triple, par, birdie, bogey. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, he dropped nine or ten shots from the twelve. Any water involved, or just a couple times? Okay, maybe there should have been water involved the night before. (laughs) Could have been part of the problem. But yeah, no, it was. um, It was. It was a meltdown, but you know what? With that dude, he's walking up 18 kind of after, and he's kind of, oh, I guess it's after it's over, and he kind of looks at his cat, and he's smiling. You know, he's like, but, man, I'm sitting there thinking, I mean, it cost him a million bucks. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it cost him a million bucks, but, you know, anyway. Jay says, surprised uh, that State didn't get some kind of benefit of the doubt after what happened to them last year. I mean, that that's going to be I, the talk as far as the snub goes. I agree. NC State. I agree. What if there is maybe an NIT for baseball? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so. you know what? That's how unfair, or how uh, I say unfair, how um, kind of I don't know how smart alecky the baseball gods are. The state does what they did last year, and they lose out due to the co- whole COVID thing, and then you know it, they kind of don't make it this year. I, I you know, and, and look, that's a team I wouldn't want to face. I'm glad the old Tommy Tanks is not coming to Greenville. I can tell you that. Yeah, I, I, again, that's a that's a team I just don't think you know you really want to. To face him if you don't have to. Man. All right. So, uh, Molly, enjoyed it, man. This was fun. And uh, next year we'll have our command center ready to go. Might just watch it live and uh, take your comments like we did today. But uh, no Pirate Radio Live today. We'll be back with you on Tuesday. And, Molly, uh, we'll plan to talk to you later this week. Sure. Do, a, do another preview with you. That was fun. And uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Glenn, awesome work, man. Appreciate doing you doing what you do. Uh, great job by Glenn and Jenny earlier today. You can check out our social media. We'll have interviews with Cliff Godwin, uh, a lot of the players, pictures, all that good stuff. And we'll be back with you Tuesday talking about it all on Pirate Radio Live. So uh, appreciate you folks. Have a great rest of your uh, Memorial Day. And uh, we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Thanks, everyone.